0: All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. Got a lot to get into on today's episode. We are going to talk about the NBA playoffs. Get into that. We're actually going to talk a little bit about sports cards and taxes. Tyler and Lou had uh, some things to say about those before we started. We've got some Facebook questions, play of the week, latest launch, and then we will also pick our favorite comment from YouTube from last week. So. Let's start it out today with what's on your mind, Lou. We'll uh, we'll start with you today. What's on your mind?
2: Um, what's on my mind? We're not talking about the NFL draft today, so I'm thinking about that. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with the NBA playoffs. I'm excited about the NBA playoffs. I know we're gonna get to a little bit more, but I've been enjoying it. I really enjoyed the Celtics and the Nets game on Sunday. I kind of am confused by what happened with the Defensive Player of the Year. Like how Marcus Smart wins the Defensive Player of the Year that doesn't make a lot of sense to me because it feels like kind of a weird award. Like he wasn't even in the conversation until like three weeks ago or something. So I don't really get how that happened, but I'm really interested. I like watching the NBA playoffs. Cause it's the only time of the year. The NBA players actually try Facts. like all game long. Facts. Um, so it's enjoyable basketball.
1: There's no way Marcus Smart's the best defensive player in the league, right? There's just no way he's the best.
0: Yeah. There's just no way. Do you think your hatred for Boston has anything to do with your take on Marcus Smart winning Defensive player of the year? I don't hate Boston.
1: Yeah, I hate Boston.
0: The Celtics.
2: Zipper. Zipper hates the Celtics. Oh. Yeah. So, and I also watched the Warriors last night. It was like classic Warriors last night. So I was really into that. I'm really enjoying myself. I
0: hope you guys are too. Funny note, Ty. We'll get to you real quick. But uh, I saw a tweet yesterday. That actually, made me laugh. It said it's funny that the Splash Bros find a third Splash Bro whose name actually references water. Um, <laughs> kind of ironic, but shout out to Jordan Poole, man. They scored 70 points in 20 minutes. Yeah, crazy. 70 they're points. they and different. They had 44 points in the third quarter last night? I right? don't,
1: I mean, that's, it's wild what they're doing. I mean, we should be real for a second, though. Like, the Nuggets are a one-man band. Like, what's his name? Will Barton, they're rolling out there, like. Pfft. What about your, your guy? He's on the bench. what? <laughs> I don't know what point you're making. He's right. on the bench, so he can't play. My point right. is, I don't know if the Warriors are going to be able to do that against everybody. But we'll see.
2: You don't know if they're going to make 23s in a game? I feel like they could figure that out.
1: I, I do. I really feel that way. Potentially. Does it feel weird that LeBron's not involved in the NBA playoffs at all? It's kind of nice. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. I, it's
2: like a nice change of pace. It'd be like a playoffs without like Brady or Rodgers.
1: Like there, there would be no conversation about Anthony Edwards if LeBron was in the playoffs. They'd be talking about his headband. What happened? What do you got going on there? Grizzlies Timberwolves is a proper proper series for sure.
0: There's a, I mean that, and uh, we'll get into. Well, let's save this. Let's save this
1: because this is going to be good. Ty, what's on your mind? Currently in Banff, Canada. Shout out my Canadians. Shout out to the Canadians. Shout out draft day. A Wiggins, Canadian. Johnny Foots, Canadian, I believe straight Canadian um, so I'm in Canada right now it's we I got on at 7:30 a.m. this morning just so everyone knows Steve Nash Jay correct but he's at the Brooklyn Nets coach and we're not Nets people so shout out not Steve Nash at a 7 a.m. local time call this morning uh, and we are pushing forward there's a deal done with 1:37 p.m. and a potentially prominent sports card manufacturer and there will be more info coming out, out about that soon. Hmm. It's a, definitely a interesting, interesting play. You guys get to learn about this same time I do,
0: just to be clear. I, ha- I was not aware of this. These are conversations I'm not involved in. So shout out to the listeners for learning the same time Ryan did. Yep.
1: No, it doesn't. It, okay, it, we're not making official sports cards. That we're not doing. But that, th- I'll leave it there. We're not making sports cards together. So don't worry. But it'll be cool. Liverpool plays United today. United plays Liverpool. United, we just got our new manager locked in, dude from Ajax. We're going to get dusted. Liverpool is one of the best teams in many, many, many years right now. I think they're going to beat City for the Premier League title. I suffered some of my biggest pain in collecting over the weekend uh, with Moonbirds, Uh, and I'm feeling really good about all my Chris Kreider PC that I've built up ahead of the playoffs. That's 50 goal score, Chris Kreider for the New York Rangers. So that's what's on my mind.
0: Ty, real quick, you mentioned uh, going to beat City for the EPL title. Is that where Holland's going to end up?
1: Mm, I don't think so. Interesting. I don't think he goes to Interesting. City. Interesting. He may, though. It's either Real or City, but I. I I think if Mbappe doesn't go to Real, which I don't think he does, then I think Holland ends up at Real. I think Mbappe either is PSG or Liverpool. Personally, that's my take. Even though Fabrizio Romano, for yeah, said no dice on Liverpool, I still think it's a Nike marketing move in the making. So all my mind this morning,
0: I State spring game this past weekend. Missed it. Was at a show, but. Just, you know, ready for college football. For sure ready. I'm going to be like a tie this morning. I'm going to give three things when we're only supposed to do one. So uh, shout out to Ty for the inspiration. College football. And I mentioned it to you guys before we started, but I was at a show this weekend and we were talking about it uh, where someone's like, yeah, football's been selling, football's been selling, don't really have that off-season lull. And it kind of got me thinking about, you know, we've talked a lot about the delays in manufacturing product here recently you know, Prism scheduled for May 11th. You got NT, Flawless, Select, Optic, Prism, right? The best five products of the year aren't even out yet. Season's over. It'll be interesting to see if that removes any off-season lull for football product and QBs and stuff that wouldn't normally happen. Uh, Because typically when the season ends, football stuff dies. Like, this is just how it's been in 15, you know, 15 years of cards. I've seen this. Like, when the season ends, that stuff's not as relevant. Baseball would pick up, basketball would pick up, football would go away. Football would get hotter towards the National as the season's getting ready to start Hall of Fame game. Uh, but with a lot of these products coming out, the bigger products still yet to be released, they're going to come out May, June. You're going to be 30, 40, 50 days away from the National. Those products are going to be hot for the first couple weeks they're out. And then by the time they get the chance to die down, you're going to have the National popping things back up with football and I it'll just be curious to see because I what I'm curious what I'm most curious about is like this happened in basketball with the bubble it didn't happen with with production as much but with basketball with the bubble and then the season ending and then the season starting 30 days later you didn't really have an off season for football right like or for basketball you just had bubble championship 30 days new season and it, it slowed down. Like, I think basketball cards ended up seeing a reflection in that. So it'll be, I'm curious to watch what happens with football, especially some of the bigger releases, QBs, five QBs, six QBs. I think that'll be starting on day one from that class. We'll, uh, it'll be fun to watch. So that's on my mind. And then 99 days to the national. We are under, we're in double digits now, out of triple digits. Today is 99 days. By the time this goes live, we'll be at 98 days. So yeah, excited for the national. Gotta start preparing.
1: Yeah, I gotta start getting focused. Yeah,
0: it's gonna be here before you know it.
1: I gotta send some cards in to get graded.
0: Yeah, a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. So gotta, uh, gotta start preparing now. That's a mind. Final thing
1: on my mind. One thirty seven PM, we got a space in the West Village for three months. So Ryan, we're gonna look to have you back over the summer. We're gonna do a trade night. In our space on Hudson and West 11th in a really poppin' neighborhood, we're opening a little coffee shop in partnership with this group, this restaurant group, for three months. It's going to be our office. We're going to do a lot of stuff there. It's going to be dope. Very cool. Yeah.
0: NBA playoffs. I think Lou's point was exactly my takeaway from this weekend when I saw it. They're trying. Yeah. This is where people try. You watch, I watched the Celtics-Nets game and the, on Easter, and that game was crazy they were locked in i'm excited to see what that series looks like and how that how that plays out go celtics but yeah just good basketball like we talked about earlier the the warriors put up 70 points in 20 minutes uh you know the mavs jalen brunson has 41 without luka they they come back beat the jazz like just a lot of, a lot of good basketball, and just excited to see how this plays out. There's a lot of young talent in the NBA right now. Anthony Edwards, John Morant, right, Jordan Poole, uh, you know, Luca, Giannis, Trey. There's, there's so much young talent. Jason Tatum, yeah, Jason Tatum, my guy. I just
1: for some reason Anthony Edwards is my favorite of them all. Right He's now. my favorite player in the world. He's so
2: aggressive, and he it's very much so is like so much fun. He also is like, yeah, I'm the best. Like, what? Like what's up? I'm the best. I'm going to win these games. That's what's going to happen.
0: They asked a question the other day. I saw someone ask this on uh, IG. There was four options. I don't remember the fourth. But who's going to have the better NBA career? LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, or John Morant? Mm. I feel like those
2: questions are really hard to answer now because all three of those guys are going to move teams four times in their career each.
1: You think so? <laughs> really?
2: That's how it is, bro. Everybody moves around now. So it's hard to predict a career. Like, you know who else is building something? The Thunder. And then they lost all three of their players.
0: Like, Yeah. And they're in the lottery every year. What's your answer to that question? I would say it's ja- my first My first take is Ja. Mine's Edwards.
1: Ja had the highest field goal percentage at the rim this year in the league. I, I'll take your word for it. Over, like, big men that literally just dunked the ball every time.
2: Yeah, he takes super hard fouls, too. I feel like I'm worried about him from, like, a health standpoint.
1: I know. It feels like that's why where Anthony Edwards is a little bit more of a big boy. I'm hot on Anthony Edwards. Minnesota also is just hot as overall state and city. I mean, Aaron's from there. Yeah, aren't they
0: playing the Grizzlies, though? What do you mean? Is that who they're playing right now? Yeah. Who's the t yeah, playing? t Wolves Grizzlies. Yeah. The battle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? The Grizzlies are good. Yeah, you know I what mean, I they weren't good enough to win game one on the at home. It's crazy.
2: I don't get how NBA playoff scheduling works because it's like, why are the Nets not playing until Wednesday? Yeah, I don't know. They played Sunday at home and now they don't play again until Wednesday. Or they don't—they played Sunday at Boston. They play—they don't play again until Wednesday, also at Boston. Like, why are there probably
1: TV scheduling. That's the biggest matchup. Wednesday is typically prime time NBA during the regular season.
2: I guess, yeah. But I mean, they're all good games. That's play. They had Sunday
1: like matinee, right? And yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. Yeah, Point but that on Celtics yeah. is a different level of the series in the first round.
0: I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just excited to see how it plays out. Oh wait.
2: Should we should we quickly talk about how Tyler and I are going to be in Miami for F1?
1: Let's talk about it.
2: It's gonna be a scene. Rye, can we convince you to come?
0: Oh i I booked my stuff before you guys booked.
2: Yeah, but are we hanging out or you're gonna be like doing your you're do the thing where you don't hang out with us while we're all in the same city somewhere?
0: Are you going to text me like five minutes before? I'm or like texting you, gonna you, I'm texting you now? now.
2: I'm In person, I'm texting you right now.
0: Which I said probably. See, at least Ty knows. Right? Like, yeah, let's schedule. I mean, yeah, like, like, why like does 100%? everything have to be
2: so scheduled with you? Like, you're like the busiest man in the world. It's unbelievable.
1: No, just go, go, go. I just go, yeah, go on go. the move. Yeah, like, I get it. There's priorities. Like, circle the yeah, whole I'm weekend. I'm trying to hang <laughs> with us.
0: Yeah, block everything else off. Just that's just not place. how it works. Like, I, I'd love to. What are we doing there? Watching a race. Definitely watching a race.
2: I actually have no idea what we're doing. We have to figure it out, but you know, we have good seats though. Right at turn two, fired up. It's gonna be great.
0: I cannot wait. I cannot cannot wait. All right, let's uh real quickly let's let's talk about. I don't want to talk about this too much, but I just want to hear from you guys because you guys were the ones that brought it up and it made me laugh. Uh, taxes. Tax deadline was what yesterday? Yeah, yesterday was I think the, yesterday was the deadline. Uh, yeah, pre extension. Just want to get your guys, you know, what's going through your guys' mind. Yeah, just my life changed,
1: you know, over the last kind of five days. In a negative fashion, right? And yeah, just like in a negative, but then also potentially positive of like, <laughs> just there's no need to be logging into TurboTax on April 18th to do anything. It's just super avoidable. Super <laughs> not necessary. I mean, super just not uh something I would advise for anyone to ever deal with. Yeah, life. listen,
2: straight up, bro. Like anyone who tells you that like you have to plan for tax season, blah blah blah, they're not lying to you, they're telling you the truth. And we also here's the thing like we were talking about it forever. I just did a poor job executing. And found myself on TurboTax as well and I was like, damn, this is pain. Just and I just never anxiety. It's
0: like it's almost like you should be scheduling that kind of thing.
2: Oh, Yeah, listen, right.
0: You have
2: like you have your guy already, your girl. I don't know, I don't know who does your taxes, but like I now understand the need for that as well and plan to address guy. it
1: immediately. I just need to find yeah. the right guy because it is very helpful. They need to be able to Handle like a cross between an accountant and Ray Donovan. And Ray Donovan. It's kind of what I mean in my life. Yeah, it's
2: it's crazy. I I, I just want to put it out yeah, there for it's... everyone. I just want to put it out there for everyone. A lot of people were talking about tax content. Like there was a lot of tax season content on Instagram last week. Not a good time, and I never want to do it again. And I it honestly might uh, it might affect how I like approach cards. Cause it's like insane.
1: Yeah. It came up this morning because we were talking about the market. I think Rye was talking about some kind of good stuff he's seeing out of like the timelines now f- uh, coming to fruition for Panini. If I don't want to put words in your mouth on that ride, but that was that. And then I, I kind of mentioned, I think we'll see a fruitful couple of months here, especially coming off tax season for uh, a lot of collectors um, just getting past that window. Um, some moves tend to be made here or there, whether people were selling low for liquidity ahead of paying taxes, potentially. Um, yeah. Or people just understand their position and own liquidity now and being able to make, you know, have more confidence in making some purchases, etc.
0: Yeah. It's just, these next couple of months are going to be a lot different than again, then we're just, we're used to, right. It's like leading up to the national for so long. I, I can tell you like, One of the things I see a lot of is like a lot of people looking to sell to get money for the national. I did it so many times, right? Sell stuff. So I had money to spend at the national, but again, you're going to have people trying to prepare for the national, save money for the national, but you also have major releases coming out for football. That's a big deal. Those are not like average releases. Those are the best five football products they make are coming out the next 60 days or so. Like the best five products of the entire season are not out yet. Like, so people are going to be wanting that stuff, buying it, trading it, grading it. Like, it's going to happen. You're going to have other sports products coming out. Like, again, post-tax season, it's next, you know, next 99 days are going to be super, super interesting in in sports cards. Um, uh, uh, I'm intrigued.
2: Do you think the National is better? I feel like we've talked about this a million times, but now after last year, I'm thinking about it again. Do you think it's better to have cash as a National or trade? I feel like trade is like a big piece of the puzzle in Chicago.
0: Sure. Or AC now. Yeah. I think it's easier to sell at the National than it is to buy at the National.
2: Yes, that's for sure.
0: It's easier to sell than it is to buy. I think a lot of people go there looking to buy. So they're looking to buy quality inventory. So I think if you have this stuff to sell, it's easier to sell it than it is to buy it. Yes as much as I enjoy going around and buying and going through deals and stuff like that, I think value boxes are definitely a play, but going up to someone's showcase and expecting to buy at 70, 75% of eBay, which you could do online any day of the week. The opportunities are much more plentiful online at the moment. and will be during that week. than they will be at the actual show. Yeah.
2: I was talking to someone. Was one of my family members over the weekend. Cause it was the Easter weekend. We're all hanging out, whatever. And I was just talking about the national and they were like, cool. So you go there and like, you like, build up your collection and all that stuff. I'm like, no, like the nationals like going to Disney world. Like everything is extremely expensive, but it's like the most fun you'll have all year long. So it's like, okay.
0: Yep. I mean, you got to think dealers got to spend thousands of dollars to set up travel, yeah, have a booth, right? Pay employees. Like it's not super cheap. They're not looking to, you know, a lot of people aren't looking to go and say, Hey, 75% off. Come buy it all. I mean, it'll happen. Some people will do really well, but I think a lot of people are looking to have stuff and and uh you know, cash in on some stuff, some cool stuff that everybody's looking for. Agree. All right, let's uh let's get into some Facebook questions. I know we have a good amount of those. All right, so Rick Ellis says, it feels like the national literally right on cue here. Feels like the national buzz is just a bit lower than it was last year. Is that because of the market being cooler, or is it an event or is this an event like Mint most recently where there will be a mad rush as FOMO kicks in? I think it's still far away. Three months, three and a half months is a long time.
1: I mean, we're talking about a third of a year. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. I think if anything, it's an indication that there's more happening in the hobby.
0: Yeah. You're not looking as far out for immediate, you know, enjoyment. Uh, Yeah, I would agree with that. That's why. You just don't have to go as far to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the national is going to be crazy. And I think when you get to July 1st, it's going to be buzzing 75 degrees out. Sunny sports are going. I mean, we're, we're buzzing. Yeah.
2: Feels like we shouldn't overthink it. It's going to be a big big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big deal every year. But this is where I think, again, you think the buzz is low. Do your preparing now. Get prepared. Get locked in. Find some cool stuff that's going to be popular at the national, you know, sell stuff. If you're trying to take cash, do your things now. So that, like, you're not rushing last minute to sell or buy or do something. And, uh, you know, this is where preparation is key. Although Lou and I might differ on that. uh, Differ how? scheduling. Scheduling. He thinks
1: we don't schedule or care about preparation yet combined between the two of us we've probably put more hours into scheduling than any other two humans in the entire world over the last eight years. It's
2: unbelievable for you to say we're not schedulers like. and planners when it's literally <laughs> the number one thing we do or did for years. I'm a better scheduler than you, Ryan.
1: Yeah. Like I only know. I don't know if about you know that. I do. I know schedule. about it.
2: Just because I don't plan out when I go on vacation, every five minutes of my trip doesn't mean that I'm not a planner. I mean,
0: Sounds sounds like you might not be.
2: Sorry, i am able to keep my shit together without writing it down every five minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know that I want to see someone in the weekend, and I see that. You figure it out. Make a play.
0: Anyway. All right, next question, Jay. Samuel Research uh, says, thoughts on Saquon Barkley, going from rookie of the year to horrible years back to back? All right, easy with that, okay? First and foremost, easy with that. The Giants stink. Running backs are a dime a dozen. He's injury prone. Yeah, I wouldn't
2: touch this guy with a 10-foot pole, to be honest. Like, I have no interest. The Giants are probably two years away at the earliest from being a competitive team again.
0: I mean, hopefully our guy Mike Kafka can turn it around. Yeah. Right? nothing would make me happy. I mean,
1: what, what would be awesome. did he take
0: there again? Offensive coordinator. Oh, see.
1: So Klein's on the final year of his deal?
2: Yeah, and it's like... You know, it's not like the Giants are drowning in talent, specifically a quarterback. So people are going to load up the box against the Kwan. All I know is they're
1: going to read. They
0: just don't make running backs at Penn State like they do at Ohio State. It's just, they're just different there.
1: What are you talking about, Ezekiel Elliott? Like he's a good running back in the league or something?
2: Zeke's underrated.
1: Zeke's on a ridiculously overpriced contract and barely touches the rock.
2: Zeke's underrated, I would say. I think we lost Ty for a sec, but he'll be back.
1: Saquon Barkley has had a better body than uh, over the lifespan of his football between college and the pros. I'll take one over Zeke.
0: Zeke had the best, one of the best three game stretches of all time in th- humongous games in like the last fifteen. I mean, when's the last time my running backs had two hundred, what twenty yards in three straight games and on a run to a national title?
2: Guys, who cares about college Bowl from five years ago? Like, who cares?
1: Six, uh, agreed. And, and no one cares about Z.
0: Ridiculous claim. All right. Next question, Jay. Josh Lindquist says, What was your favorite pack to open as a kid that still brings back memories? Old Pacific Crown Royal had some fire inserts. Those were great. Bowling Chrome.
2: Basketball. That was always my move.
0: That's like what I associate
1: with being a child. So, Pokemon. I yeah, Pokemon's definitely
0: up there, man. I remember opening some old school jungle packs.
1: Yeah, uh, just summers, making my mom drive me from the pool to go buy like two packs at Learning Express in Montclair. It's like burned into my brain of like the joy when I finally got them and then also burned into my brain. And we showed up like 10 minutes late and the store was closed and I didn't wasn't able to get packed. I was so sad and I came home and I was like so upset, it was Friday, like kick off the week vibes, coming down from the pool, it's closed, get home and my pops comes out of nowhere with a booster box and I'm like, let's go, lost it, great story. Also remember vividly the day that I got Pokemon uh, Blue, my mom tried to like hide it from me, once my I stayed home from uh, sick from school. I stayed home from school sick a, more than the average person it was a, i played video games it was pretty cool my mom's cool like that
0: yeah shout out to my mom for tagging me on uh facebook this morning with a uh post from coach carter which thing came out like yeah 17 years ago yesterday coach carter came out mom took me out of school to see that i mean all-time great movie um just
1: classic Classic so
2: by the way we're just talking about missing school to play video games because that was like my number one move for like 10 years
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i mean yes (laughs) we are talking about that (laughs) mom not feel well you don't gotta go to school today sprint turn on the system sit there for eight hours great life
0: all right jay next question mason cook says how do you get your significant other to support your late night ebay buys When you do a big card deal and you sell something nice, buy them something.
1: Exactly. That's always the
2: move. You just got to share the love a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Support their, you know, midday run to the mall. Correct. Or support Amazon gift
0: card, flowers.
1: You know, obsession to like the perfect romance videos.
2: Yep, kitchen appliances, things of that nature. You know, you gotta like
1: lean into maybe your partner, lean into your partner's interests. A
2: bit. Yep. Lean into your partner. Figure out what they like. Yeah, kitchen appliances, Judy. What's wrong with kitchen appliances? Like a like a you know, some kind of cool item. I don't know stuff. Or maybe like, it's furniture. Spinners. Maybe they're things for furniture. Maybe they like to rip packs. furniture.
0: Lean into interests. Rip, rip packs on the new furniture while you're making dinner in the new appliances. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. Maybe it's a handbag. I mean, that's the ultimate trifecta.
1: Maybe when the packages come, you put them in the handbag and give them the handbag and then they open it and then they give you your card.
0: Right. All right, Jay, Jay next question. That was fantastic. <laughs> Donald Schaefer says, congratulations on 100 episodes to the next 100 and beyond. What are the guys' thoughts on USFL football? Any juice on cards? I bought a Clayton Thorson immaculate from Card 2 Sports Cards. Hopefully, it'll be a play of the week future candidate. That would be a phenomenal
1: play of the week candidate. It's Clayton Thorson?
0: That would be fantastic.
1: I heard there was one QB that was nice in the XFL and that was nice in USFL. Is that?
2: Yeah, Taylor Heineke.
1: No, he was the NFL. Oh he- no, he went to the NFL. Wait, you're talking about Taylor PJ Walker? Heineke is currently playing in the USFL.
0: No, in the NFL. I meant he went from XFL Got to it. NFL. What's the kid that was? P.J. Walker. That was on the, like, the, that sign mm-hmm. with the Panthers.
2: Mm-hmm. Was
0: behind Cam Newton for a little while. Had a decent game one time. It was in, like, the XFL or something.
2: Are there USFL-specific cards right now? Patterson from Michigan's
1: in there? Who's a, who's a, the old homie? Yeah. Oh, O'Corn? That's my Johnny O'Corn? Yeah. No. That's
0: my homie, actually. Ab- absolutely
1: not. He's actually a friend of mine. I told him he sucks because he went to Michigan, but he's a homie. <laughs> uh, that, that, that's that's uh-huh. a good friend. Former
0: Denver number one pick Paxton Lynch.
1: interesting from Memphis, right? I guess they got talent.
2: Wait, 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 wait! We didn't even answer the question. Are there USFL cards? I, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think there are either. I think the question becomes:
0: I think he's saying buying cards of those guys from yes. the NFL products for yes. their NFL career or USFL career.
2: The question becomes, like, are you able to scout USFL players who potentially might like get signed in the NFL?
1: Yeah, all the way.
2: You're, yeah, your only chance is, is quarterback, So you have to go on the quarterbacks that are in that league. The quarterbacks that are in that league are a little tough. So
1: so Thorson's a fifth-round pick out of Northwestern that is now playing in the USFL. We're drafted by the Eagles. I pray it's a play of the week. I don't see it. It's not clear to me right now how that ends up play of the
0: week. Taiwan Jones drafted by the Raiders back in the day. Jets
2: linebacker and running back. He played both ways in the NFL. That's not possible, right?
1: Quick, what's the name? Of, what's what's the name of the new the Commanders? Yes, DC. Yes. And what about Cleveland's baseball team? Guardians. The Guardians. So there's a Guardians in the USL and in the MLB.
2: Yeah, I mean it's pretty common mascot, I would say.
1: Time man.
0: Your your connection is about as reliable as Saquon Barkley, brother. Wow, that's that was a terrible joke. <laughs> Has Saquon Barkley been reliable in the last couple of years? I think we need to just move on here. Jay, get get us to the next question. What a show. All right. Joe Provo says, buy, sell, hold NBA draft class. 1920, 2021, 20 so the last three draft classes. Who you buying, who you selling, who you holding.
2: Just as a general position on the draft class, I feel like 2020, 2021 is a sneaky one. I think that's a low-key answer.
0: Yeah, I'm probably selling... Man, that's really tough. I never thought about this. All right, so th- this year you've got Giddy, Mobley, Scotty Barnes, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Green. All right, Lou, who are, you, who are you buying selling holding?
2: 2020, I'm holding... 2020, 2021. I'm holding. Okay, I am buying 2020, uh, 2019 because I feel that it might be going the other way now, where like Zion stuff is getting less interesting, Jost stuff is getting more interesting. So there's a little, in, little middle ground there that I like, and then 2021, 2022. I'm I am uh, selling because I am like I can't figure it out yet, so
0: I'd rather sell. Um, we're aligned 100. percent Yep, I think you're getting value in the 1920 guys at this point. Um, compared to 2020, 2021 with LaMelo and Anthony Edwards, I think there's a lot more hype around that class at the moment. Jaw stuff is definitely high. Zion stuff is still high considering his lack of playing, but I think there's more opportunity there for, I mean, we've talked about it before. If Zion comes out and does anything and Zion becomes who we think he could be, there's so much upside there. I mean, that's a big if, right? He could be Greg Oden. Um, and then I think the 2021, 2022 guys, uh, are just a lot of them are so hot. So high right now, you know, recency bias. These guys first cards they've ever made. There's not a ton of product of them. I would rather probably sell that stuff at the moment. So I would uh I would be locked in with you.
2: Yeah, and isn't aren't a lot of the guys from this year's class like isn't it like Mobley who's like a big man, so it's like not as interesting.
0: mobley's good, man. I like I do uh Yeah, but you know how it goes with the big men right? Yeah. I mean some of them sell well, but yeah, I mean a lot of them. Yeah. We'll see. I'm putting some optimism out there i'm with it all right jays there any more i think that was it okay all right so we're gonna do play of the week now we've uh we've had some good ones recently some really really good ones so this might be tough to beat but we'll see if ty's coming back possibly the prodigal son returns
2: maybe potentially
0: nah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nope spoke too soon like saquon just not sure it's not as reliable all right, Jake. We need a we... hard internet reset on that one, Thai guy.
2: Yeah, with us.
0: Get a little closer to the router. What is happening here? This is crazy. Uh, so this says play of the week submission. This is from uh, Skubaka. I think oh. this is a previous winner.
2: Thai guy. It's good to see you.
1: It's great to see y'all. It's great. It's really great to see y'all too. Really. I mean, they're literally drilling a hole in the entire pipeline of Canadian internet right outside my damn windows. <laughs> rough,
0: rough. All right, play the week. Let's get into it. All right, so Scubaka says, "Play the week submission here." Back with more five by sevens. I got the Sakuna five by seven gold out of ten on January twentieth for two hundred fifty six bucks. M- immediately sent it to grading at PSA, and it got a ten. After tax, shipping, and grading fees, I was into it for about four hundred bucks. On March 29th, I accepted an offer on eBay for five thousand dollars. All in was all in all was about a four thousand dollars profit in just over two months. Don't sleep on these five by
1: sevens. Thanks, guys. Did Skubaka win with the five by sevens last time? And I made a note that I gotta buy five by sevens. I didn't buy any five, five by sevens, and then he's just printing cash on five by sevens.
2: That's correct. That's correct. Which I think makes him ineligible to win this time. But this is an outrageous. Ink price increase. And the five by sevens are a serious play. My dad's a big five by seven guy. He thinks like they're the key to life.
1: I agree. My favorite card of all time is a five by seven.
0: It's a heck of a play. Not a big five by seven guy myself, but it's I mean
2: more of an eight by ten guy.
0: No. Standard trading cards. Here you go. Something like this.
2: What's that you got there?
0: Daniel Craig? Yeah, little Daniel Craig auto.
2: I like that. That's a nice card.
0: This is some of my. This is the stuff I picked up in Boston uh, that I haven't put away yet. That I was going to keep, though, in the old PC. One of the all-time sets, oh seven SP authentic. Class. Why is that? A, why is that a classic set for the people? I'll explain. Uh it's just like that's. I mean, classic for me. I guess that's when I I got into cards in oh six. So oh seven was like a really big year for me in cards. Like Peterson, Lynch, Calvin, Joe Thomas. I mean, four Hall of Famers. I would assume in one class, um, just that's the kind of stuff, you know, when I was young and couldn't, couldn't afford it, I really wanted. So it's cool to go back now and buy cards like this that were, you know, I idolized and like had to have as a kid, this card was 400 bucks, right? It's a clean auto, by the way. Yeah. Just on card patch auto, like good look. I mean, look how clean this card looks. Classic. So very stuff like that. Anyways, I don't want to take away from play of the week. Scoop, scubaca with another, uh, another fire play. All right, Jay, what do we got next? All right, so this is from Attaboy Cards. Uh, Chris says, hey, fellas, got a unique play for you. I met a guy at a very small local card show who had a large selection of sealed packs, including some big years with big rookies, such as Pujols, Ichiro, Aaron Rodgers, Kevin Durant, and more. Unsure if the packs had been searched or hit, or hit packs had been removed, I decided to buy what he had on the speculation, or what he had. On speculation, spending about five hundred dollars total, he told me he had another eight four-row boxes full of the same stuff at home. If I wanted more, after selling through some of them fairly quickly, I reached back out and ended up purchasing another twelve hundred and fifty dollars in packs. By far the biggest card purchase for me to date, but with similar packs, but, but with the similar pack lineup, I knew I had to make this move. I posted this lot on a few Facebook groups, and within twenty four hours, I had sold and shipped the entire lot for twenty three fifty. PayPal friends and family for a profit of 1100 Not bad for a day's work.
2: Love it. Uh, the one thing I want to point out here, they said that it was their first time making a purchase that big. I know how scary that is. And I'm so happy for you that it worked out. of boy. Because that's tough. Your first time spending like real cash on cards is scary.
0: Nerve wracking. Yeah.
1: I respect it. Great work. Did he rip any? I wouldn't. That's serious discipline. You
0: got to rip a little. I mean, you got to take five out of there and rip them for sure.
2: But it's scary because it's like you don't know what's already been removed. So, like, if what if you get something and then you're really bottom of the barrel packs, you know?
1: I I'm a degenerate, so I'm ripping some of those, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, to each his own. Respect. Good play. All right, next one, Jay. Uh, this is from Orion Drew three on i on IG. Been hearing a lot about the Formula One hype. In early March, I went on a mission to buy some F1 wax. I was able to find 19 blasters at a local show for $40 each. But as you know, profit isn't profit until you sell the product. Sold all the few days ago to my LCS for $80 each, doubling my money. Sheesh. Easy work.
2: These blasters are
0: easy work, especially for something
2: as hot as F1. Oh, it's a nice
1: That's play. That's crazy. It's a nice play. I liked it. I like yep. what's happening here.
2: I also think something to think about with wax This obviously isn't like super crazy, but a lot of times it's a lo- it's important to make relationships with your LCS or a local, someone you know who's a breaker, local, et cetera, et cetera, because it's a lot easier to move wax to those type of people and those types of buyers and just try to sell them all on Instagram, which I've done in the past, and that's not a good time.
0: I think it works both ways. I think if you're an LCS, it's important to make friends with breakers and people that also have interest in product i think it, i think it works both ways
2: makes everyone's life a lot easier if everyone
0: just working together with that stuff all right next one jay whoa this is from is it razel belgus raziel uh it's on ig he says submitting for play of the week on 310 the day after f1 chrome came out a guy and whatnot was running singles since i'm not big into buying into breaks this one caught my eye the guy was showing cards he didn't want, and there is where I saw an Oscar Piastri at a 99. I told him that I was interested, so he started to bid at a buck, and I ended up buying it for $35. Well, on April 3rd, I decided to put it on eBay for $400. The next day, I accepted an offer for 325 I could have held for when he finally got a seat, but decided to take a quick profit and put the money into an immaculate Christian Polisic patch auto at a 99. As Lou always says, you don't have to always try and make the biggest profit. Plus, leave a, leaving a little meat on the bone is always good for the hobby. Love the show. Keep it up. Also, shout out to IndyCar Exchange for being an amazing LCS with great people. Andy is one of the best. Shout out to him for sure. That's crazy. Yes.
2: So, I don't know if you guys know who Oscar is. Oscar is like one of these young drivers in F1. He's an Australian, or F2. He's an Australian. Um races for Alpine. I believe he'll probably be in F one next year. I think that's probably where this is going. He won the F two championship last year. He's still racing F two this year. I think they'll find a way to get him in a car in F one next season. So he was he's probably the number one prospect in F one right now.
1: F two races? Do they? Is it like high school and JV? Like are they going to the on the same trips, same tracks? Yes, and just running at different times.
2: It's not always the same tracks. But it's like the same type of schedule in terms of like weekends and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's so many levels, Ty. It's like there's F2, there's F3, there's carts. There's all. There's a gazillion. So, um, but yeah, Oscar is a well sought after person and driver. I have an orange red from
0: 2021 as well.
1: Fire. Appreciate the disclosure.
0: All right. So this is from Dave Meyer. All right, so Dave Meyer, 1978, has a video. Jake, can we play the first one? Okay, so it's a it's like 90 Donruss, two-sided cards. Got Harold Baines on one side, and I couldn't see who was on the front of the other. Like, Cal Ripken Jr. and Harold Baines. So they're like, two-sided cards from, looks like, 1990 Donruss. And the note says, I enjoy buying large lots of cards and working my way through it a few dollars at a time. Many, buy, uh, many times I'll buy 200, 200 lots and sell the singles for three, 400 bucks to turn a small profit. I'm sorry. It was $200 lots and sell the singles for three to 400 bucks. He says, I recently bought a 25,000 card lot and it was all junk wax stuff. He says I stumbled across these strange 1990 Donner's cards, rather than a photo on one side and stats on the other side, these cards have photos on both sides. They seem strange. So I built out a huge eBay lot at the moment It says it seems strange. I built out a huge eBay lot, and at this moment, I have sold over nine thousand dollars worth of these cards, and still have around seven hundred cards remaining. By the way, the twenty five thousand card loss it cost him two hundred bucks. These are weird cards. So I looked. I just looked it up.
2: This is a little sketch, to be honest. They're nineteen ninety Donruss red red double front blah blah blah, and like the titles is featured on YouTube. So I feel like there's some sort of. YouTube card video about these like random 1990 baseball like error baseball cards and that's like driving the price up because it says featured on eBay which is weird and like another ver- like another version of this card is just selling for like 50 cents kind of weird
0: hope it worked out for you Dave though that that would be my exact thing like I hope I hope Dave absolutely crushes it hope he does super well on it hope somebody out there is looking for these it doesn't but yeah, just doesn't really doesn't move is. the needle for me.
1: doesn't do anything for me, unfortunately. It's super cool. Because you don't think the cards matter or what?
0: Yeah, I just, I'm not, I'm like, isn't there like a Jose Uribe air card from that time period that's always sold for a few bucks? Like, Yeah. Yeah, it's like everybody collects different things. It just doesn't intrigue me. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, it so got 25,000 cards. If they're all, if a lot of them look like this, these already sold over $9,000. I mean, it's hard to argue with that.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely not arguing. Congrats. Mm. It seems like there was some sort of thing with like a card YouTube account or something because the listings all say like featured on YouTube. And I don't know if this was what Dave was posting or something. I don't know, but yeah.
1: Perspective. Good job, Dave. Yeah, heck of a It's a real play.
2: I think this was the last one, right?
1: It's an eclectic play, this like set of plays.
2: Yeah, it's it's an interesting group for sure. I'm into it actually.
1: Okay, Oscar's my play. Just kind of fully stacked. Raziel, hold on. Before, let me just get super focused and make sure that's not Ohio State in his
0: <laughs> profile
1: picture. That would be.
0: No, he's not. He said shout out to Andy for being an amazing LCS with great people. That's in Indianapolis. That's not in Ohio.
1: So, But he might be a Big Ten guy, but I think it looks like that's arena football in the image. Things I like about this.
2: Team. No, he goes to Indiana. Indiana, yeah, he goes to Indiana. So it's definitely Indiana football.
0: All right. So I'm debating between two. Uh, these are all, there's actually a lot of good plays here. I like the quick flip with the F1 blasters, seeing the interest there. Uh, there's two things that stand out to me here. Like I like the, the, I do like the Oscar play. Uh, we sell obviously and whatnot. I'm very open about that. Uh, we sell on there a ton and there are definitely good deals on there. Like when you like, when you're looking and you spend some time on there, I definitely think there's opportunity. So I like the play. Like I like the, Hey yeah, 35 bucks. Um, we have definitely sold some underpriced things on there, things that like people don't follow as closely as baseball, football, basketball. Like we've sold a couple cheap Marvel cards, non-sport like actors, act- actresses, stuff like that. F one even. Um, so I think the play there is cool. I would say the packs, but I- I'm gonna go with the packs. I think Attaboy cards. Um, as much as I like the Oscar play, I think that's cool. I just think the packs. Um, the only thing I might have done different on this is I would have probably, like Lou said, I'd have probably picked out five or six packs, or like Ty mentioned, I'd have probably picked out a couple. Um, but finding something, selling it, going back for more, selling like I I like this play a lot, um, especially from the time period. Making, uh, he says, found someone at a local show, made it a, uh, a deal with them, went back for more, basically building that connection at a, at a local show. Love love shows. So I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with uh, with Chris boy cards.
2: Yeah, I agree because I think Oscar and the packs are very close. But when you consider the work that goes into selling the packs and like the work of like looking them all up and going back to the guy and buying more and et cetera, et cetera. Not ripping everyone. I'm gonna go with Attaboy. Shout out to Chris. Player the week.
1: I respect it. I respect it. Can you just go over one real <laughs> quick so I can give a little love? First and foremost. <laughs> Man's on whatnot buying singles, F- makes a flip, leaves a little meat on the bone for the love of the hobby. I love that. Flips it into Captain America, aka LeBron James in soccer, and gives love on the back end is just a random indie card exchange. Just got to say, it's the one of the one of the top non-winners submitted.
0: I, I agree. This is definitely a play. Jay, just want to confirm, there were no plays left off this week, right? I think that's important. I think we should probably ask that.
2: Nope. All right. Good job, Dre. I will say a big piece of me not choosing this one was I'm just sick of like the Big Ten dominating card, uh, dominating player of the week.
1: Okay. Until is the other from Ohio?
2: I don't know. I don't know. If the other, if that dude's from Ohio, I'm gonna freak Ryan, out.
1: Speak now or forever holds your peace. I know
0: for a fact. I know for a fact he's not from Ohio. You know for a fact.
1: Yeah. You just know every single individual that touches cards in the State of Ohio.
2: Do you know who this person is? I I have met him before. Okay. Yes. Respect. All right, that's the winner. Wait, check out the. Oh my! This guy's a. He loves Ryan. Why? He he made a.
1: Because fi- he literally has a link in his Instagram bio is to your YouTube.
2: What? Yeah, he loves, he loves, he wrote, he made a theme song for you. Value
1: Boxing. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> because oh, yeah, nah. oh, that song. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, It's my. always, it's always, right. running, man. what did I, what did, did I. just propaganda to the man. I'm just sick of. <laughs> then I can't even get on the guy's schedule for dinner at our oh, old. cord dinner at the National.
0: I'm over it, I'm over it. Congrats, Chris. You've, you've earned it. I hope one day to earn your love. All right. So let's get into play of the week as we get ready to close this up. There is an interesting release coming out this week. Bowman University football.
2: Yeah, you're excited about this, huh?
0: Yeah, I think it's gonna It's going to be one of the, I mean, few products that come out next week when the draft happens. There won't be any panini Panini stuff out. So it's going to be like it's Gonna be a football product that's available on draft day. I, yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be popular. Yeah, and
2: in theory, it's the only, it's the major. It's
0: the only collegiate release, right? Uh, I mean, you have like Leaf stuff, Leaf Pro Set Power, Leaf Memories, a lot of that kind of stuff. Right, but you know, you also have Phoenix Football. That's a big release. That's a definitely a popular release. Chromium type cards. I think that'll that'll be pretty popular.
2: What is the Doesn't Phoenix have like something? Like they have a something that usually sells for a lot. What am I thinking of? Have like they have in fuego de- oh i don't know I'm, I'm thinking about the set from last year that set they did that's what i'm thinking about with fanatics right maybe it was a fanatic set or something like that and they had like the one of ones
0: no the fanatic set was all the exact same cards so the fire bursts. i don't remember them you have archive signature series baseball which is that one pack type thing or one card in a magnetic uh if prism draft picks collegiate baseball that i can't imagine who's buying that just to be honest with you
1: collegiate draft
0: picks baseball. That's like I've seen <laughs> it's got five autos a box at 125.
2: Yeah, they're usually pretty stacked. And actually, I think those end up the Panini baseball cards usually end up being decently valuable Previous, Like once people are in the majors and stuff like that. So
0: they got this is kind of cool.
2: Colorblast. Yeah. Yeah. Doming- Who is that? Dominguez. They're putting Dominguez in draft picks. Yeah. They'll find a way to squeeze a star in there, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, some of these guys I have never, I've not heard of. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a, a light checklist, I would imagine. One thing we do need, Jay, do you have that comment?
2: Yes, comment of the of the week from
1: last week. This is really the comment that we're going with, huh? I think it's a good one. I think it's a good one. I think it's perfect. All right, I'm going to be responding to comments first today on YouTube. Um, <laughs> Clear my <let's> schedule. <laughs> Just to give us a sec.
2: what do you guys think about um the vibe? we didn't get to talk about it this week, and i' we'll, we'll keep it short maybe we could expand on it in a future episode. What's your vibe on the sentiment across cards right now in terms of new releases, stuff coming out? What do you think the vibes are right now?
1: I think the overall vibes in cards? Is extremely positive because anyone that I talk to that is what I will say not in the day-to-day of cards is pumped about cards I think cards have pierced through in a way that you're seeing them everywhere I think businesses are taking them seriously and will that lead to a ton of supply and crappy product and all that, sure. But does it feel like the alternative asset market and demand for pieces, collectible pieces, and what defines a collectible piece can be far different, has sustainability, I do. Inside the day-to-day hobbyists, which is a small pocket of people, is there a lot of infighting and all that? Sure, because I think a lot of people are chasing engagement on Instagram.
2: Uh-huh.
1: to Thank stay you. relevant to lead to sales. You'll find what you
0: seek, right? Like I think if you're looking to get involved in negativity and that kind of stuff, that's it's easy to find. It's it's not it's not hidden, it's not unaccessible. It's very very much out there. Yeah, I feel feel good about the state of the market. I think there's a lot of you know, it it's different than it was back when anything you bought by the time you got it went up and everything turned to gold and Luca base prisms were, you know, $1,200 and every, you just, it, it was different. And there was a gold rush. And I think now that the world, you know, life's a lot different, right? Co-, co I mean, they got rid of the mask mandate. I don't want to get political, but like mask mandates gone. And I think life's just a lot more normal and people are out doing things. And, you know, I don't think everybody's at home with nothing to do, nowhere to go and nothing to spend money on and sit at home, just buying every single sports card and getting every single break. I think, you know, a lot of the sports card audience has really, uh, I think there's a lot more like education out there about sports cards. And I think people are really seeing, Hey, what, what holds value? What's easy to sell? What's not easy to sell. And yeah, I feel, feel good about where, where the cards, where, where the card market's at. And yeah, I, I feel, feel pretty optimistic. Good i agree ready for the national i think the national like i know rick ellis asked a question earlier about like hey the national like there's not a lot of stuff on it i think lou made the great point earlier it's just like we're not we're just at a point in the market now where you just don't need to be like looking so far in advance there was one or two or five six other good shows at least that i remember like when the national was happening so you didn't there's a major show every weekend now there's a major product release every week now like the market's just in a different spot, but when the national gets here, the national will be an event. I mean, look at how successful the mint was. I didn't go to the mint, but you know, it was all people talked about for a while. The national will be like that, but ten to twenty times as big. It's I'm ready for the national.
2: Yeah, I just think about the national as like summer vacation. So I just look forward to it all year long. So it doesn't really matter what time of year it is.
1: Yep. I think as as long as play of the week exists, a hobby's healthy. I mean man's just made five bands since January on a Acuna five by seven gold. Yeah. I think we're in an okay spot. It's
2: real life.
0: All right, let's read this comment. Oh sorry. All right. So uh so our quote. so last week a hundred episodes mm-hmm. made a comment that hey, whoever dropped the what was the funniest comment, the most liked comment, whatever on the YouTube video that week we would send a package to. So shout out to David David S. David S. David S with the... So his comment was favorite moment is by far when Matt was using the blender and nobody could hear cuz he didn't mute and Lou said the idea that he's getting mad at you for eating a Reese's and meanwhile this guy is building a house in the background had me dead. I absolutely lost it. Haven't laughed that hard t- in a while. You guys talked about it around the 57 minute mark of season 1 recap on December 23rd,
1: 2020. Yeah, all time. A,
2: tr- a truly classic moment in car Talk history. Classic moment. Shout out to Matt. Classic
0: moment. Matt, not mutinous, Mike. Matt's our guy. Building.
1: Yeah, we miss Matt.
0: Crazy miss coffee.
1: Matt. I lost just like play of the week. This wasn't my top vote for top comment, but that's okay. David S., you won a package. Jay, let's make sure that gets sent out in the next 10 business days, if, which means you're going to.
2: Can we talk about what your pick was? Did you have a pick, or you just weren't a fan of
0: that one
1: specifically? Just not that one, currently, but... Understood.
0: I mean, I get a lot of, like, crap when I'm not, like, hey, team, everybody else. I mean, Ty is very, like, hey, we're not picking this one today. We're not picking this one today. Saquon Barkley's... I mean, Ty, man, just woke up, chose a little more violence than normal, and chose a shittier Wi-Fi. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. says the Patriots fan wearing a Joey burrow hoodie like every like every week
2: the longer the show goes on every week the progressively more angry Ryan gets if it's I'm after angry, 11 I every minute he gets he gets more and more aggressive towards my man Tyler and sometimes me
1: couldn't be less I'm five angry. minutes into a meeting and I'm dealing with this nonsense true true that was his way of saying let's wrap it up see ya all right see you guys next week peace, peace. that's a wrap on card talk this week